looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Mmm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm -mm Mmm-mm-mm. Don't mess with me, I'm one crazy mofo. Hey, I know we have a lot of horror fans that listen to our shows, and I know things have been tough for everybody across the board these past six or seven months with what's been going on in the real world, but I wanted to make a suggestion to you horror fans, because I know part of the normal routine year in and year out is to attend different conventions to meet some of your favorite horror stars. However, none of us have been able to do that because of obvious reasons. But I do have a little suggestion for you. SignatureHorror.com Now, some may ask, what is that? Well, they obtain autographs for the fans from some of their favorite stars, from some of their favorite franchises. Whether it be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and many more. They have different options such as, besides getting their autographs, you can do live Zoom calls with your favorite stars. You can do personalized videos for people, greetings of some sort. They just have many options. So if you're looking for to spend some money that you may have spent at conventions, check them out and see the options they have SignatureHorror.com That's right, SignatureHorror.com
This is Abel Berry, director of amazing horror films. <laughs> and you were listening to Crazy Train Radio. Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc. Jonathan Steele. And I'm Elena, your favorite host from the Emerald Isle. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. This next guest is a director, writer, producer, and fellow actor known for Blood Sombrero, Midnight Devils, and Strix. He happens to also be the co-producer of the movie I worked on, Crave Roots of Evil. And his latest project, the epic supernatural slasher film, Dr. Gift, promises to blow us all away. Welcome, Abel Berry. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? No complaints. Nobody listens anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they, will, they will listen to this one. Not because I'm a big deal, but because I'm going to share this. Works for us. So I'm going to let... Laney here, uh, take the lead, and I'll just jump in when it might be appropriate for me. Sounds good to me. So, um, Abel, did you always know that you had a passion for being creative? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just something that's just kind of always been with me, you know. I've always wanted to be a filmmaker since I was a little kid, so I guess I have always known. That's awesome. I, I feel the same way as well, because I've always wanted to be an actor since I was like five. So it's really um, nice to talk to people who have the same passions and know how um, determined everybody is. Right. But, um, so another question I have is uh, being well versed in more than one avenue of the movie making experience. Do you have one that you prefer, um, whether it be directing or um, being in front of the camera? Uh, definitely directing. Yeah, cool. definitely. And uh, out of all your projects that you've done so far, do you have a favorite one? Mm. Yeah, the favorite is always the most recent one. So, like, I would say Strix right now because we just now finished that, you know, uh, okay. because I feel like it's the it's the best one, like, by far that we've done so far. That's awesome. So, um, yes. So let's just jump through it. Like, I really want to know about your new project, Dr. Gift. Okay, right on. Um, yeah, so it's a it's like you, I think you touched base on it. It's a supernatural slasher film. Uh, it takes place in the year 1985. Um, you know, for the most part, I would say about 90% of the movie takes place in 1985. And there are some some points of the movie where we do some storytelling and, and stuff like that. And it goes back to the early 1900s. And uh, it's, it's about a, an old insane asylum that uh, I guess without giving too much away, I'll just say gets shut down. And then, you know, years and years later in 1985, some people decide to take it and turn it into a bed and breakfast. And then um, shit, hits the fan so to speak so that sounds fascinating and i'm just after dropping all my notes <laughs> professional uh, i am yeah there <laughs> you go it's interesting that 
you mentioned that project is going to be based in the 80s there, 1985, mm-hmm. when I was still in diapers. But then again, I gave up the diapers in 2019. So, <laughs> but what is it? Not with just with your project, but in general, you see a lot lately referencing the 80s, whether it be the Goldbergs on TV or certain uh, Netflix specials and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Correct. So you're just saying like what well, you're, you're wondering what that is? What seems to lead that to be the trend? Uh, well, for me, if I can, um, I mean, I'm not trying to throw no shade at nobody, but I think that in terms of independent films, we're the only ones that I've seen, uh, you know, not the only ones. I mean, I could think of a few that, that have actually had the balls to, to put the film in the eighties. But for the most part, you see people just throw around the word throwback and say, our movie is like the eighties, you know, it's a throwback eighties film. And then you watch it and you're like, what is like, what are you talking about? What is eighties about this film? There's so many, um, you know, horror films that are made by independent filmmakers nowadays that say that. And it kind of pisses me off when I see that because you watch it and it has nothing to do with the eighties. And I think they're just saying it, uh, you hear a ton of people say that as like a marketing thing because they know people love the 80s. But um, for the people who actually have the balls to, to, to make it a period piece and set it in the 80s, I have a lot of respect for that because it's a whole nother uh, level of, of uh, commitment, you know? Well, you know, it's funny uh, because you say that where certain people might say, oh, it's a throwback and stuff. And I always like to reference when having this kind of conversation I don't think I've had it too much on certain episodes, but over the past couple months have done, we've had uh, Adam Marcus for a couple watch alongs, including one last weekend with Jason goes to hell. And I always think of one thing he says in terms of throwbacks and stuff where the film in particular, Jason goes to hell or no, not Jason goes to hell, excuse me, Texas chainsaw 3d. Uh-huh. that he was a writer on where it was based give or take in 1993 that particular story right but yet a little forward progression in the movie you see a smartphone he goes not many people had cell phones let alone where smartphones available at the time and it drove him nuts yeah but that was you know higher ups of production and all that just said, ah, hell with the time frame, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate it. you also bring that up as a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it takes a different type of, uh, you know, like uh, it's, it's a different level of involvement, you know. Exactly. But I got to ask because, and this would be my final question, but I'm thinking about something that you i know filming and everything's been a little goofy because of COVID and such but i know you were involved with a project that miss elena was involved with Mm -hmm. it crave where she actually made her first trip to texas poor Uh. thing but I'm sure you were you there when she was in town for the project. Do you have anything good on her? (laughs) I I wasn't there for that, unfortunately. Uh, Damn. 
I thought no, I thought, he has yeah. embarrassing stories to tell you, Jonathan. I'm sorry. I have seen some of her footage though that she shot when she was here. Okay, so have you? Yes, I have. <laughs> Is it bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's all funny. It's a it's a really funny movie. So oh. can we talk a little more? Because obviously we have a episode in the can. And I'm waiting for clearance from Clarence to uh, release it. But what can you tell us from your perspective on that particular project we're hitting at here? Um, you mean like what, like in like how it's coming along, or what it looks like, or yeah, what? Just, more? just a, whatever you can talk about with it. Uh, well, I could definitely say it's um, very different than like the film that Elaine is coming to shoot with me. Like it's like like my films, like there's a ton of comedy, but I would call Crave, and this isn't, this is a good thing. This isn't a bad thing, but I would call Crave almost slapstick. Like it's very, very over the top humor, you know? So almost like a Stooges kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it Stooges, but you know what I mean? There's a difference between like, you know, a joke and then like dick jokes, you know, and there's a lot of dick jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Since you mentioned though that you actually are bringing her in for another project, what exactly is she hired to do? She is going to be playing a nurse in the year 1918, which is when the asylum is still running. And she's a nurse there uh, tending to some of the mental patients. Ooh, so she's actually in for this uh, Dr. Gift uh, project. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, 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 oh boy. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Abel. <laughs> well, of course, of course. I'm ha- I mean, you know, like just hearing you talk right now without you even trying. I love your voice. <laughs> oh yeah, but you, you know, you probably want me to like ham it up a bit more. <laughs> yeah, ham it up. Like make it like here's the deal. People in in America, we're not we have no idea. So like if it sounds too thick and too Two Irish. I don't even know if that, if you know what I mean by that, but oh, if I know what you mean by that. <laughs> if it sounds too thick of an accent, we won't know. We'll just think it sounds cool, you know. Like a Dan O'Hara in a Halloween three. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that. That's a compliment. I and don't even know. Um, do I have like uh, an actual Irish twang? I, I feel like every. It's kind of the same in America. I think that every state knows their own particular accent but as ireland it's like split in half in the different like quarters so i'm on the west coast so we're more kind of soft but then when we go to the east coast there's a definite like distinctive accent same with up the north like dairy girls and i don't know what else um i could use as reference but but yeah we all have different accents all around the country just like that but mine is pretty like um soft i think but um, yeah yeah, it's subtle. It's subtle, but yes, but but I, you you hammed it up for me a little bit the other day in in Messenger, and I I like that. Okay, so that's that's what I have to do then. Okay, so I'm just, I I am literally playing a leprechaun. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yes. Just get, do your best leprechaun for me. Okay, so I'm playing. Okay. Right. Leprechaun. I'm a method actor, so I'll just you know watch all the leprechaun films. <laughs> Lucky Charms and watch your gold and. All that stuff. We don't have lucky charms here. What? 
Yeah, we don't. We we go to like Candyland is our equivalent of like everything that we can ship in over from America, but that's where we only get lucky charms. So okay. Or the joke I made last night that is being loaded as we speak. Warwick Davis is in the room. <laughs> yeah, but I will give out to you for that because he's actually British. So there. <laughs> There's a difference. Yes, but what I actually want to bring up since my last 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 thing here, uh, and I just thought about it since she said she's going to be playing a nurse in 1918, and I know she's a fan of the franchise uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is she going to be doing a kind of like? I'm not going to be doing part three. Don't even. No, 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 no. I was actually going to say part five. Oh. With with a Lisa Wilcox out. A la vibe or uh patrice uh patricia <laughs> well, I, I, um, so so this is all this part is i don't even know what part of what, what we're talking about is going to be on the episode of your show but uh is this is this going to make it on the show yes it is that's why i asked the question <laughs> yeah don't, don't don't spoil it no spoilers. No, I, I, won't, I won't uh give it away too much since this will be part of it but i will say that there is a very nightmare on Elm Street ish scene that she is in. Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like definitely, like it definitely. Um, she's in she's in two scenes in the movie. She's uh, you know toward the very beginning and then later on in the film, and that's all I'll say. But the one of the scenes she's in is very much akin to that. I am so happy. <laughs> So, so where can folks find you in the projects you're working on uh i'm on facebook instagram uh, like i don't even know what my handle is on instagram uh, the real we'll find Barry. it and put it post a- it a b e l then barry i think i'm the only one on there and then uh facebook i'm on youtube and uh and then i'm, I'm chilling at home as well so i'm all over the place <laughs> And uh, Abel, I, a little bird told me today that you're uh, trying to get the premiere for Strix. So if you oh, yeah. want to promote that yeah. in some way. Yeah, we just uh, we just posted that. So yeah, if, if you know, if you're listening to me talk right now and uh, it's before February 28th, then you should go buy a ticket to the premiere of awesome. Strix. Well, Mr. Abel, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Abel. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from Wee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Hey, it's me, Bill Mosley, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Ride that crazy train, and happy Halloween.